Oh my goodness. Hi, everybody. I missed you guys so much. There is so much ground to cover. What a crazy couple of weeks it's been. I don't even know where to start, but let's let's just start somewhere. So, so I'll tell you what happened and I'll tell you where I've been. Um, since the first episode dropped, my iPad could not support the size of my files. Yes, I only own an iPad. I'm a college student who does not own a laptop. Sad tale, but it's true. So, it, it, but it was no big deal. You know, like that's the thing. It was no biggie. Um, I just followed regular protocol. The, the file wasn't big enough. Okay, boom. I moved into my office where I work and I used the Mac to try and transport it. For the first episode, that was fine. That was, that was, that was what we did and it, it was up. And you guys have been so supportive and so sweet and you've loved it since. But that method only got me so far. Last episode that I recorded, I sat down. I recorded and edited the whole entire thing and in transport from my iPad to the Mac, the file was deleted. And I had a mental breakdown and I was pissed. I was fuming. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> I don't have a laptop and I can't magically just get one in, in a timely manner, you know, to get back to my people. It's like, what am I going to tell them? Like, what am I going to say happened? I didn't know what to do. I was, it, it was a rock and a hard place, but since then i am so happy and i am so blessed god has been on my side cooking something up for me and i got my own personal mac at the office where i work and i'll get my macbook we're, we're gonna get her um but right now i'm happy that i can sit before you in front of this large incredible detailed editing software and until april and we'll just cross that bridge when we get there but I have a special episode today. I've been thinking, like, I was like, okay, I had time. I had time. <laughs> I canned my last episode. It was supposed to be a January reading recap. We'll bring, we'll, we're going to do recaps every month of the books that I'm reading. I'm already, I'm almost done with one this month. Last month I did three. I'm going to try to do three more this month. If, if I can get, like, a couple short ones in there, we can make something shake. But, yeah, I canned her. I was like, I'm not recording. Because <laughs> I already had to record it twice. You know, I told you guys I was pushing it back, and then it literally just didn't come out. I was like, yeah, we're just going to, we're we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. Like, January's over. I'm moving on. I'm <laughs> moving forward. I can't keep, I can't record the episode again. But updates. I do want to give you guys an update on life. Uh, So many crazy things. Okay. I'm oh, I'm all over the place in this intro, but that's fine because this is messy and crazy and life is also messy and crazy. First on the list, because I wrote it down, I just put three bullet points on the page. I was like, I need to get this out and talk to them about this before I lose my mind. And I know that everybody in my personal life is tired of hearing about it. So other people <laughs> in different regions and pockets of my life, you know me, whether or not like you know me personally or closely, I just need to get this off my chest. My freaking hair is fried. It's burnt. It's gone. My curls. I know you guys have seen my hair. I'm pretty sure all of you have seen it. My beautiful and black his during Black History Month, guys. I'm I'm fuming. Like I've had so many breakdowns about this, and it's really affecting my mental health. I feel like an imposter in my own skin. My freaking curly hair is gone. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what we're gonna do about that one, but. I mean, I'm going to cut it off. That's the, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. But for the time being, until I can, because it's like the whole head is straight. But it's okay. We will move forward. And 
for the time being, I'm just going to have to deal with what's going on. The only way to get through it is to get through it, is what I've been telling myself. So I'm done stressing out about it. We're just going to keep moving. Life is going to keep going, whether or not I have my fro. And I'm going to be happy. Um, But on the bright side, because life gives you good and bad, I told you guys about the internship that I was trying to get this summer to work in environmental science and do research. And I got it. I got it. I freaking got it. There is nothing that you cannot do. Take it from me. I mean, I have so much academic trauma. Like, oh, it's deep. That could be a whole episode in itself. But I've been thriving lately. Whether it's academically in my place of work, it's in the field of academia, and it just, it's happening for me. You know, you have to get out of that self-sabotaging mindset. That's what this episode is really going to be about. I was going to talk about claiming your power, taking everything that you may not feel like you have, and just channeling that energy there. Channeling your energy because you know that it's within your grasp. Before I get completely into the episode i want to talk about segments that i'm going to do segments that i'm going to implement because segments are fun i know i said that this was going to be a very messy intro and it will be i promise the rest of the episode will be more cohesive (laughs) but before we get there i'm getting ahead of myself the segments so you guys know i love music i want to do a music segment new music fridays these episodes come out on friday and what is better about a friday than a good hefty drop from some of the artists that we really love um you could do so much with this i want to talk about the music that has dropped throughout that week the music that is coming up that we're anticipating or anything in between anything that just came out i can talk about stuff that came out that day it doesn't matter i will get up and i will record (laughs) fresh audio to discuss some things because when this episode was supposed to come out um when was that the was that the help me guys that was the 26th that was the 26th and nikki and meg their whole his big foot thing that that escalated quickly i was going to talk about tina snow making her return and since then meg has got her first solo number one debut on billboard third overall and she's tied with nikki so like boohoo Onika, because Bigfoot was not going to go anywhere. It wasn't going to do any numbers. But we're not here to talk about that. Just music, new music Friday in general. I was going to wait until um, the next episode to talk about this because I wanted to do a full deep dive into Eric's new project that's supposed to be coming out today. The day that you hear this, it'll be the ninth when you hear this and the album will be out to the public. Hi, this is Jessica from Post, and I'm here to tell you that Eric's new album did not drop today. He needs new management. Anyway, back to the episode. But I got it early. <laughs> yes, I did get it early. I bought it. It was $10 available for purchase early. I bought it. Yes, I did. Um, and it was like a pay-your-own price, pick-your-price thing. You could have paid $24 for 24 tracks. And though I feel like he does deserve that, um, I was like, okay, <laughs> let me pay the lowest, but like, like, baby, we... I'll buy the album when it actually comes out and give him his full revenue. But until then, um, we just bought the album so that we could hear it on this streaming site that he put it out on. And that's irrelevant at this point. You guys can feel free to listen to it if you want to. I know I push him. (laughs) I push him like crazy. Eric Bellinger, Eric Bellinger, if you know me, you know that I love him. I love him deep. And it's, it's old. It's history. 
we've we've been there for a very long time and i am so very excited for this to be out to the public and for the concert that's happening on february 19th i'm over the moon guys really i have been dreaming of seeing this man live since i was 12 years old and the day is finally coming so you know big things big things for 2024 i mean come on first concert of the year and it's eric bellinger and his album coming out today guys just just give it a listen please just from post again like i said what a flop of a team he has if you want to listen to it it'll be out officially hopefully february 23rd <laughs> this project is beautiful it's everything that i thought it would be but that's the spill on the new album uh i cannot turn off a good five tracks la perla it was already released as a single but oh my goodness it's amazing body on mine um inside my bed oh my gosh inside my bed i love that song so much and then run that back i've been waiting on run that back for four years mind you so this is like a little treat i remember hearing it for the first time on live in october 2020 and then Fenin, another song that i was waiting for for four years yes he is digging deep inside the vault and giving me everything that I have been wishing for since I was 15 years old. Definitely should not have been listening to those songs at 15, but I also shouldn't have been listening to him at all at 12. So, you know, <laughs> it's that's kind of just how it went. That's kind of just how it goes. He is my favorite artist all in all, but that's it on the music segment. The other segment involves mental health and what I think can be used for our overall betterment. How I do these things, I'm sure I'll just play with the segments uh, weekly, bi-weekly, we can switch it up and then you guys can give me advice that I can share publicly. Like on my socials, I'll put up a little Q&A or something and you guys can give me your answers for the music or for this segment. But this is pretty much just a reflection piece. I want to reflect on a moment in the week where I realized something that kind of stuck with me for the rest of the week and I want it to like stick with me for as long as possible. This week I definitely have to say it's learning to just be quiet and it's like okay duh sometimes you know time place for everything but not duh because I talk all the time. I told you guys I started this podcast because I like to talk and I have a lot to say to you all sure but I'm going through a lot right now and I don't need people's outside opinion. You know, other people's opinion where it's not due is not like, especially, I did not ask you and you're giving me, why would you do that? <laughs> what on earth moved you to put me down in this terrible time? I'm coming to you in distress and you're like, well, do it like this and everything will be better. I whoa <laughs> I didn't I don't know I think it might might be my nerves but why would you why would you do that you know it really just set me back so right now I'm just focusing on trying to be quiet and not telling people exactly what's going on with me because sometimes you just need support and a lot of the time people do not know how to support you when you're going through something so maybe you should just be quiet just you know it's, it's a thought hopefully that helps you guys out though because i think it'll definitely help me i realized you have to be vocal the things that you have to be vocal about not quiet about are your boundaries tell people straight up don't 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 i would prefer if you just didn't comment on this part of my life because if it's a part of your life that you are not comfortable with people talking about and for some reason they feel comfortable speaking on a topic so sensitive, you can totally tell them to back off. But when it comes to just 
not stating anything in the first place so that maybe you don't have to put those walls up. I mean, boundaries are very important, but in this case in particular, I think that just moving in silence is my best bet because the level of stress is already high enough. Why would you feel the need to add on to it? You know, so I think that sometimes we can all just benefit from silence, silence. But those were the segments. Like I said, we'll play around with them. I think it could be fun. I just really want to hear from you guys. Um, You can give me your advice and then I can share it and we can all benefit from it. I'll share it anonymously. Nobody has to know who you are. But I don't know. I just think weekly everybody could use a little bit of advice. A little weekend pick me up, if you will. So (laughs) it'll be nice. All in all, I'm just really excited to be back and I'm glad to talk to you guys today. Um, I want to talk about coming into new spaces Um, particularly spaces of academia or even just professional spaces and making them your own. Being a black girl, first year student at a PWI, really intimidating thought. But I knew that I could utilize whatever resources I had to the best of my ability. Now see, I do think that I have a leg up, but I can use this because I really want to tell you guys what it feels like to have to come in with so much self-assurance if you're going to put that yourself in that place to be successful. I feel like what I've been doing to get myself to the very difficult end of 2023 and into the very promising beginning of 2024, but that's how they all start, right? But no, this time we're taking the promise and we're going to use her. Like the potential is not going to be dormant. We're going to use it. I think it's really changed my perspective on so much so far. So I did mention that I go to Michigan State and the student body, specifically the black student body here, it's crucial to fight for your place in this space. You have to go into spaces and sometimes you have to be the founder and you have to jumpstart new ideas, get people to come together, get community together to make something happen. Um, Other times you can walk into spaces and they can just feel like the little piece you've been missing, like the people that actually went in and put the work in to make a school like this feel safe, because it's huge. Like, not just the PWI, it's gigantic. So we need those safe pockets in our really intimidating spaces. Like, academic settings can be a lot sometimes. And if you do want to come in hitting the ground running, eh, you definitely need, you need balance. You need work, fun, play, all of that. You need a balance. So it's definitely crucial to first get in there and try to find those spaces yourself. And if they're not already there, then you need to be the one who makes them. A lot of people don't think they have what it takes to be the person that makes them, but end up having to. I was talking to my friend Khalil, and he's an all-around creative. I'd like to consider myself one as well. (laughs) Um, So we help each other out in any way that we can. And he's seen what I've been doing, and he asked me, If you want to better connect with creatives and people in your major, how would you want it done and what are your main concerns in doing so? And do you feel like there are any concerns when it comes to feeling a part of your community? A thousand percent. Now, I told him I felt very lucky to be a part of the community I am in. I feel like I'm in this little subgroup, which is why I said I feel like I have an advantage. I'm in this little pocket of MSU as a whole. That's kind of what it's like when you're in a residential college. I have said before that there are three here, Lyman Briggs, James Madison, and ARCA. I'm in ARCA, the arts and humanities major, but I'm also in Lyman Briggs because I'm a double major in environmental studies and management. Mouthful, I know, ridiculous, but I have it down to science now. 
anyway, um, when you're in a residential college, you immediately have a much more tight-knit relationship with everybody here because you go to school with, live with, and share, like, bathrooms and spaces and eating facilities with people that you run into in the hallway. Like, you see these people (laughs) 24-7. So having these resources at your fingertips, not just with the close-knit community with people who may not look like you, may look like you, however, you know, it's really a big culmination in where I am. Um, ARCA's pretty diverse, and the there's groups for people of color, there's groups for women of color, there's groups for people when it comes to mental health. We have our own student advisory council, so we're all very involved. Like, as involved as we can be, this is truly a democracy-led type of college space, so we're all just doing school the way we want to do school. I mean, you know, if you're paying all this money, it's nice to be able to have as much of a say as possible, right? So I feel like the residential college plays a big part in the opportunities that I had. But upon reflection, I was like, well, I kind of came in and just had the mindset that I was going to come in here and like run it. I got a job in as an intern in September. School started in August. I waited one month. After one month of classes, I already had the job. And the steps that it took to get here, <laughs> the steps that it took to get here is what I want to focus on because I didn't come in here with that much self-assurance. I woke up one day and decided, wow, it would be really nice if I took that leap of faith and just kind of believed in myself. Because like I said, I had plenty academic trauma. And why would I come into a new space, starting a new life, new phase? I mean, college is not high school. College is not elementary. It's, it's nothing you've ever done before. And you are on your own, probably away from home. I felt like it was time for a metamorphosis. Now, first and foremost, I must say that I believe exerting yourself in any area of life, you must have confidence. Confidence in performance and in oneself. Why would anybody take you seriously walking into a space and you're the minority like you're not white you're not a white cis man because we know that's at the top of the line so if you're white okay you got brownie points you're not white oh okay (laughs) um yikes you're not straight double whammy and don't even don't let me find out you have a different gender identity than the norm like if you are a part of any minority for any reason disability whatever it may be if you're not confident in who you are and what you can bring to the table, because simply for the fact that you're different, because people, they need they need to meet a quota. If we're being a thousand, <laughs> they need to meet a quota. And as a minority, you have so much to offer. Now, I'm not just specifically targeting minorities, but I know my demographic, okay? And <laughs> I know that if you're my palm-colored people, I, I still appreciate you listening. But you know, like, you don't have to do as much as the minorities do. So when entering these spaces, you cannot not think you're special. When I look back at areas of my life where I felt hopeless and it was an internal battle for sure. Like I understand if there is something else going on that's playing a part in why you feel the way you feel because I'm sure we've all dealt with some sort of depression and I dropped some gems in the last episode (laughs) and I'm so mad that it got deleted, but I am going to recycle them here. One thing that I said that stuck with me, it's, it was a part, it was a part of the reflection. I'm telling y'all, these reflections are going to be beneficial. Um, I was thinking about the way that we perform at different points in our life, because you can't be at 100% 
all the time. That's not realistic. If you only have 63% of yourself to give one given day and you give all of that, you have given 100% of what you had that day. Now the next day I can be at 95 and the me from today can pick myself up from what I lacked yesterday. It's not always going to be equally yoked. Like some days are going to be significantly harder, but when it counts, all in all, you have to believe in yourself. It's an internal battle first and foremost, and everything is mental. When you find yourself in these dark spaces, you don't quit. You don't give up. (laughs) Consider it done for everybody else around you. It's irrelevant if you give up on yourself. It took boatloads of optimism and being comfortable with where I landed. And this is the spot that I I chose to land, mind you. I really wanted to go to MSU. And currently, this is not to brag or boast, but just a recollection of my accolades thus far because it feels unreal. I work in the residential college where I am a two-times published author, and it feels amazing. And then I'm going to Illinois in the summer to do work in ecology, and I'll be a professional researcher. I mean, I've only been here for a semester and a half. I think these things are, I don't know, I think these things are pretty impressive. So when I think about how I got here, it's like all that, all that confidence that I was somehow able to tap into it was all just kind of dormant. Like, I believe that confidence is a form of energy, and when you tap into it, that's what you embody. Like, it's just an immediate, boom, I'm here, and everybody's going to feel me type of situation. So until you tap into that spot, like, mentally, your head is, it it just doesn't know that yet. Like, it doesn't know where this is. (laughs) So you're going to be in whatever, like stuck in whatever mental state you're currently in. All that self-doubt is going to eat away at you until you do something about it. And I think the spaces that you land in, especially like after you choose to hold yourself to this level of self-assurance, that reflects in what you get out of life as well. Like the job that I have present day is so much better than the job that I had before this one. And I worked in a bakery. Like, if you knew me back in the city, I worked in bakery. And I used to talk about it at a pretty, like, I was like, oh, I love the bakery. And I would bring, I would bring every day we was eating cupcakes. Like, I, <laughs> I felt like I had it made. But nonetheless, it was meant for a certain time in my life. And it was to show me that you really don't know these people that you think love you so much. It was strictly business. Yes, it was. It was not <laughs> It was not the warm, sweet, wholesome environment that I thought it was. And it took me all of like, I don't know, like 15 months to find that out. So like the last few months that I worked there were pretty torturous. Yes, torturous is the word I'm using. It was not good. But since coming here... These people are like my support system. And it makes me feel so good knowing that I have these people to lean on. Like in the workspace, I know I have everybody. And I mean down to the golden retriever <laughs> that my boss has, Penny Lane. She's she's my real boss. When it comes down to like even the dog, like I know she has my back. <laughs> but if not here, then elsewhere. I have amazing friends. I have luckily really supportive parents that just want to see me succeed in all areas of my life and I understand that everybody doesn't have that so that's another reason why this confidence is so important if you have no support system I promise there are people out there that are that, that you haven't even met yet that are going to love you so much but it's about the self-improvement that you have to 
do to get there first. You can't be in these rooms with these people that are going to uplift you when you uplift them if you can't even uplift yourself yet. And taking it back to it starts with you. Your dreams are also not concurrent to the value that other people place you at. I've been taking enough from life. Life alone is not easy. So when people feel the need to speak on something, like I was saying earlier about the reflection, when people feel the need to give their two cents, your dreams are yours and yours alone. Sometimes you don't speak to get opinions or help. You speak to be heard and to be supported. And a lot of people in your life will not do that for you. And that's when you see people's true colors. Their perception of you is none of your business. How they view you and ultimately what that outcome is, is the value that they hold you to. That has nothing to do with the level that you can succeed at. If you feel like the people in your life are, and I mean in any area, family included, because for some reason, <laughs> I mean, I get it, blood and all that, they are all you have at the end of the day. I'm big on chosen family. Family that's blood, yes, of course, because there's some relationships that you just can't replicate. But if the people in your family treat you like dirt and they make you feel like you can't, live out your dreams, I'm going to say step away. <laughs> Maybe not cut them off completely, but put a little bit of space in that because I don't know where that whole ideology came from, especially in black families to just like take pain and then push it under the rug and then still be cordial and overly friendly at family gatherings. Like, absolutely not. You you hate crime me last week. Like, that is not a thing that I think that we need to be promoting. We should all be choosing who and what we allow into our space at all times because you cannot self-improve with people in your ear putting you down. You, you just can't do it. I mean, you could, but it would be a lot harder. And I say, why make it harder on yourself when you have the full agency to just say, you know what, to protect my peace, I don't think that you need to be a part of my journey anymore and just put that space there. And just taking it back to my story specifically, when it comes to being in these spaces, these spaces that you want to grow in and you plan on essentially taking over, you know, leaving your mark on a place that you're a part of, I think it's very important. Let people know what you've done. You let people know you're not wasting your time. I have so many opportunities here, but like at the end of the day, it was my confidence that got me to come into the school and be who I am. A black queer first year coming in determined to own her PWI, that's a that's a power move. And you know, it's not always something that you can be confident in. And yes, I do have a great group of people that have not wanted to see me lose. They've actually put me on top and they've done anything from writing a letter of recommendation for me to giving me <laughs> the job that I have today. And those are some things that are pretty rare. So I am also, while I'm very grateful for what I have, I'm also aware of like the privilege I have in that respect. But like I said before, sometimes you have to be that person, maybe you plan to be that person that comes into new spaces and just completely owns them. There's nothing more intimidating than a person who's determined to chase their dreams. People are going to try and put you down. That's obvious. But when you believe in yourself, there's nothing that you can't attain. Nothing. Another thing that I know people worry about is time. Whether or not you do what you say you're going to do, whether or not you go out and chase your dreams or wait for them to come to you, which they, they won't, um, <laughs> that time is going to pass anyway. So whether or not you do what you want to do 
for your mental health, your betterment, your ambitions, feeding them. The time is gonna go. Like it's not it's not gonna stop just because you're not ready. So it's about the way that you command attention when you walk into a room, when you come into those spaces and you let your assurance speak for itself. And like I said, whether or not you have that support system, you can still do it. I know that it's not going to be as easy. And like I said, you sometimes have to be that person that sets the standard, but you can still do it. And your people will come to you once you enter those spaces. I, I promise you they will come. There is so many more things that I can say about school and just like academic spaces in general, and I'd love to. So whatever you guys want, let me know. I think I failed to mention, but you can leave a review anywhere you're listening because, drumroll please, but I am, that was so lame, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in, but, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I'm available everywhere that you can stream podcasts, we are mass distributed, baby, so anywhere you are, whether it's Apple, girl, I don't, Google, like, I'm everywhere, so you can leave a review under any episode, feel free, And let me know what you want to hear next. I'll be asking you guys. I'll be checking in frequently. But I want as much feedback as possible. If you have any constructive criticism or anything like that, the sections are open. But for today's outro, I want to give thanks. Thanks go to so many. Thank you to anybody who made it to yet another episode. And thank you for your patience with me. I'm like three weeks late. But like I said, technical difficulties that were out of my control. I appreciate you for coming back. I've already received an overwhelmingly positive amount of support, and I appreciate any constructive criticism as well. If you guys want to see me continue and do better, I really appreciate that. Like, that's what counts. But in particular, I want to thank some people profusely, some people who have really gotten me to where I am with the podcasting these days. So I'll start with my friend Milan. Um, we were friends throughout high school and she helped me come up with the idea. She was the one who pushed me to see this thing to fruition. She told me if you only have one listener, I am the listener. And as long as you talk, as long as I'm alive, there will be somebody who wants to hear you. And she's brought me to tears with that sentiment every single time. I would post something in my close friends and she'd be like, start a YouTube channel. Like, most supportive person in the world. I give you all of my gratitude. The podcast is our baby, girl. To my baby, my baby Talia. I love Talia so much. She helped me pull all like the last minute strings together and assured me that she was always going to be there and that everything would turn out great. Talia, since you have walked into my life, you have made it 10 times brighter. I adore you and all that you are and the amazing person that you are. And I can't wait to see you do all the amazing things that you want to pursue. I love you. My Jazzy, she has drawn me like full-blown charts and sketches to help me conceptualize everything because she is a true artist and as well as Talia helped me put all the final pieces together when I was scared and nervous to put the first episode out and she's talked me down several times off of so many ledges so thank you so much Jasmine for not just being there for for me now but for being a really great friend one of my inspirations the other creative that I mentioned here today my friend Khalil he has shouted me out any chance he could he is so sweet about all my art i've shown him some things i've never shown anybody else because like they're just straight up embarrassing to me but he appreciates all forms of art in whatever shape they come in so khalil thank you for always being a very loud supporter and giving me the best (laughs) the best review on my episode as possible it's helped me 
come overcome like the struggle <laughs> that I had with the last episode as well as making this one as good as possible so I hope you enjoy <laughs> this one's for you my amazing sweet perfect girlfriend she has supported me throughout everything since we've met even when we were just friends she has made me feel capable above all else and she's been so happy for me throughout this whole process and has told everybody that her girlfriend is a podcaster so I really appreciate you my love thank you for all of your support you have no idea how much it means to me and I love you endlessly my best friends and I and Demetrius you guys have been there for me since we were six and you have poured into me every single chance you get Anaya thank you so much for always giving me the confidence that I didn't have whenever I needed and Michi for supporting me in all my endeavors he was one of the first people to listen to my episode and he showed me so much love he knows how much I value his opinion so that stuck thank you so much bestie I love you guys love you and last, but of course not least, my incredibly supportive parents who have always allowed me to follow my dreams the way that I saw fit. They've been my backbone since I've arrived at school and knowing that any demonstration of my hard work makes them proud is all that matters. So thank you guys so much. I love you. Okay, before I cry, <laughs> I'm gonna stop here. Thank you to all of my very lovely, awesome friends and family who are in my corner. You have no idea how much it means to me. And outside of that just anybody who's here no i am not qualified in giving advice but it has helped some of my friends and peers so i think it wouldn't hurt to take it but no you do not have to take any of my advice if you're just here listening thank you so much if you just came here to hear me talk oh oh you're great you're 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 more than good thank you thank you thank you i'm eternally grateful for everybody and i want to do this as long as i can so whatever you guys want to hear next, let me know. You can leave a review, like I said, leave a rating, whatever, you know, makes your heart happy. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.